Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host. I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine, and I'm a third Don Black Belt. In March of 2019, at the South by Southwest Film Festival, Riley Stern's dark and unique comedy, The Art of Self-Defense, premiered. Earlier this month, July, the film opened in limited release throughout the United States. This film starring Jesse Eisenberg is a disturbing look at toxic masculinity through the eyes of a student of the martial arts and in the setting of a martial arts dojo, or as we in Taekwondo call, a dojang. While this film is unique in many aspects, one of the inspiring and unique aspects of it is the fact that all of the fight, choreography, martial arts, and stunts were directed by Taekwondo-trained martial artist Mindy Kelly. Mindy has the honor of being the first woman to ever head up a stunt fight choreography team for a major motion picture, and her work on the film is flawless. We had an opportunity to speak to Mindy about her career, about her deeply held philosophical views, and about her engagement in filmmaking and the art of self-defense. So we are talking today to Mindy Kelly, martial artist, and a woman who is making history as being the first woman to lead stunts, all the stunts, fights, and martial arts training in a feature film. That feature film is The Art of Self-Defense, starring Jesse Eisenberg. Mindy, thank you for joining us. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. No, my, my pleasure, my pleasure. So I, I, I've seen the film, and... Uh, it is probably one of the most uh, interesting and impactful films I've seen. Um, after I left the theater, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it and uh, uh, probably left a bigger mark on me than any film since probably The Killing of a Sacred Deer by uh, Yorgo Flanthimos. So um, exciting to be a part of it. Um, so Thank I wanted you. To ask, I wanted to ask you, I want to get into the film, but before we do that, just to set the table for our listeners, um, I know that you've been involved in the martial arts as well as dance since you were a child. But uh, tell me, tell us, how, how did you get involved in that? I sort of was thinking about framing this question. I was thinking about Sensei asking Jesse Eisenberg in his office to uh, the multiple choice questions, uh, self-defense, uh, health and fitness. But tell us, how, how did you get involved in the martial arts? So I started martial arts at age four. Um, my brother and father were um, already practicing and um my mom sent me a photo recently where I was at a birthday party. I was probably three and I couldn't get closer to the teacher. I was like front center in the middle. Like, <laughs> like it was, it's absolutely adorable. But, um, I know that like, your memories don't really, they don't really start until like four to seven, but I sure. remembered that I couldn't wait till I finally got to start my martial arts journey. And I have this photo when I'm four years old, with my little white belt certificate and um it's, yeah um and i haven't stopped since i haven't stopped training and practicing since i was four and i turned 34 august 16th of this year and i will have been practicing studying martial arts for 30 years now 
What, what styles? Because I know that you've done some um, some open work, and I know that you um, have have a variety of uh, of styles of watching. But what is the, the, the main so style I, that you've I tempo and also taekwondo. But then um, when I moved to Florida, my dad started training me, and I basically just continued just practicing. And then when I moved to Los Angeles in 2004. <laughs> I just continue to teach myself. Um, so, yeah, and that, I didn't, after I, was, after I was younger, I just, you know, continued. And I've, I was, I've learned from, you know, wushu, jiu-jitsu, um, many different forms, but um, I just did what I liked and just kept practicing and then started um, working on what I like to call Mubuzu, which is a different art form because what sells on camera isn't um, what, what, what you do in real life. Um, sure. Because it's a dance and it's also um, sounds like I like to compare it to playing a piano. You can play a note, but it's how you play it. So Jack and Jill are happy, Jack and Jill are sad, Jack and Jill are exciting, that like energy that you put behind it. You can throw how many punches, but it's how you throw that one punch. So it's the energy or the emotional drive behind that. So that's what I've been um, working on and developing um, as an artist for the past decade. Well, that's, that's, and I see that you've worked on, on a number of films, this one obviously being the culmination of uh, a number of, of, of those things. How did you actually um, manage to, to make that access into transitioning from a martial artist and um, uh, dancer and choreographer and competitor into being involved in, um, in the film industry? Um, so I actually have sent coordinated dozens of music videos. Um, and through that, um, because when I first moved to LA, I am half Korean, half Irish. So okay. um, when you're casting commercially or for different parts, I wasn't Asian enough or I was too short to double actresses and different things. So things that, um, you know, I had to adapt and survive, which is the same thing as our self defense or just anything. And so I started some coordinating music videos and by word of mouth, I've worked with um, some amazing directors and have done some pretty incredible projects. And so that's how I've had a career. Um, and then the cinematographer for the art of self defense who actually did Riley's other movie called Fault introduced me to Riley um, because of my reputation in music videos. And I just, Riley was trying to hire female department heads because it's a mainly, I mean, the only female character is, is Imogen, who, who plays Anna. And so he wanted sure. female department heads to balance out the energy on set. So that is, uh, that, is, that, is because, uh, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive both on your end and in terms of the uh, um, the, the fact that there was a conscious decision to to do that, and it it, it is very interesting, and, and there's a lot of time. And it was actually it was also before any of the Me Too. It was Riley made those decisions before any of like the Me Too stuff or any of that stuff happened because we filmed this over two years ago. Um, so I mean that just goes to show like, I mean obviously when you see the movie and you see the message behind what it is that Riley was trying to get across it's um he very much so is this couldn't be more timely and um important but there, there's multiple levels in this film not just with 
the film, but the filmmaking process behind it. So I, I found that very interesting and, and amazing. And he's one of the best humans I've ever met in my life. And it was an honor, honor and privilege to work for him. That is great. That that's great. And 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 the message of the film is is really uh, it's it, it's nice to see that it's consistent uh, with the mentality of the the, the filmmakers. Um, I I wanted to ask you about that because I've had a, a very uh, probably somewhat unique experience in that um, my martial arts training and the people that I've trained with um, uh, I've trained in an environment where there's been high regard for uh, women athletes, uh, and and in the 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 dojangs that I've that I've trained in um, under Grandmaster Wyatt Park was the U.S. Olympic coach. He was he was in 1988 uh, Olympic coach for the U.S. Uh, women's um, team as well. That there are high achieving uh, women of high rank who are extremely gifted, extremely high achievers, and while they may have had, had you know experiences along the way. Uh, the environment was very, very open for, um, for for women. The film tells a very different story of a very different sector that, to a large degree, we understand is part of society and part of this. What, what has been your experience in terms of um, the martial arts and, and and the film the film career, separate and apart from from this film? Have you found um, there to be a great disparity between? Uh, the ways that men and women are have been treated in in your experience in the martial arts. Well, um, so when I was competing as a kid, there was no separation in boys and girls in competition. Now there is in sport karate. Um, so I didn't know that there was a difference. I thought we were on on, on an equal playing field, but I did understand that I moved differently. So I added contortions, masks into my martial arts creative forms. To, um, to make myself different and unique and, like, use strategy. And I've kind of used that throughout my whole entire life. I am a martial artist, but I am an artist first and foremost. And so I, I don't – I've evolved and have changed and have grown and done many different types of art forms. Um, but, yes, um, I work in the film industry and I am a woman scent coordinator and I'm also half Korean, half Irish. And I, um, um, yeah, um, you experience these things all the time. Um, but the thing is, is that you have no control over life or how people are going to treat you, but you have control of yourself and how you react to that. And that's the one thing that I learned as a martial artist and learned from understanding that once you have control over your body through repetition and training that you have control over your mind. And once you understand that you have control over your mind, then you understand that you have um, the power that exists within you, that how you react to a situation and, you know, um, yeah, that I'm not, it, it's, it doesn't affect me. Um, if anything, it motivates me and fuels me to make sure that I keep living this path and, telling my story and inspiring other people that, yeah, it's quality and that it's, you know, who I didn't get this job because I'm a woman, but because of my skill set and what I'm capable of doing. Um, that, that's, that, that is great. And, and I, and I, and I, I love, I love the tie-ins and I love, it is one of the reasons why, you know, I believe that um, martial arts is one of the great, 
um, the greatest things that people can do for their children and can do for their for, for their family. For I have four four children, and all my children have have. It's been always essential to me that no matter what else they're doing, that, that from the standpoint of their their um, approach to life, that martial arts be a part of that. And and I think what you've just talked about in terms of you're you're 100 right. You know, we 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 never know what life's going to bring us, but it's are we prepared? You you can't as a parent protect your children from what life will bring them, but you can teach them how to be able to react to it. And that's hopefully what martial arts does for for kids. So to hear you say that is, is, is phenomenal. Um, well, I mean, yeah, for one thing, ahead. for me, um, what I mean, many of my guides that I research um, are no longer living. And I research them because martial arts isn't just about physical ability, but it's also the philosophy behind what we do. Um, you know, we are, we're artists, but first and foremost, we're human beings. And um, I just want to read one quote from one of my favorite people in the world that no longer exists. And it's, the greatest help is self-help. There is no other help but self-help. Doing one's best, dedicating oneself wholeheartedly to a given task, which happens to have no end, but is an ongoing process. And that's from Bruce Lee. And that's something that I live by. Because it's you. Um, I created my reality. I'm the one who trained and continue to grow and wake up and practice every day and do that for myself because after I give myself self-love then anything else that happens throughout the rest of the day doesn't affect me as much because I already gave myself love. That's great. And it's a great quote. And it's a great quote from you know, one of the most prolific, and, and we're in this this week that we're, we're, we're taping happens to be the 46th anniversary of the passing of Bruce Lee. And I always talk about the fact that I did an interview recently with um, a group of uh, martial arts masters, 30. Ronnie Molina wrote a book. He interviewed 31 martial arts masters of different styles. And in Bruce Lee's short life and career, every single one of them referenced that to them, the most influential martial artist that they they as far as they were concerned, was all Bruce Lee. So certainly a great, great quote, well, a great it's, it's, testament. It's a, it's a philosophy behind, behind what he he embodied. Uh, you know, like the other thing that he says, research your own experience, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is specifically your own. And what I gather from that is that we're all different. I don't want to be a replica or a robot, I can only just be the best version of myself and that I don't need to compete against anybody, but my, but accept and love me. So adding what's specifically your own is understanding that like that whole self-help and that whole full circle of be the best version of yourself, be the best human being that you can possibly be. Um, and by being the, being the change, be the change that you wish to see in the world. And that all starts with you. That's great. That is absolutely great, and and great words for our, our, our listeners to live by. I, I thought that the movie was very interesting because of the fact that I think it touches people on different levels. You could be a non martial artist or a non martial arts practitioner, and there's a lot in in the film. But one of the things that I found very very interesting about why I thought the movie was effective was that Jesse Eisenberg comes to martial arts for the same reason that so many people in life really come. In his case, it was a bullying situation, which unfolds but people come because they they are looking to fill a need you know people come sometimes to to other types of gyms because they're looking to fight but generally when they come to more traditional martial arts they come because they're trying to fill a need and that's what what brought him into the dojang um 
in 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 this particular movie in in obviously in in a um in what is referred to in the movie as right this is my safe place i think imogen says in it this is this is a, supposed to be the safe place which is what i've experienced in in, in dojang but has it been your experience that when people get involved in the martial arts, aside from obviously people as kids say, you know, I saw the Karate Kid or I saw a Bruce Lee movie, but that when people gravitate towards the martial arts school, that it's because they're trying to um, fill a need and, 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 and become involved in really ultimately self-improvement, which is sort of what you're talking about? Well, I think that, I mean, to understand that, to understand your body and that life is movement and that also movement can also get rid of emotional blockage. I mean, that like, like once you understand that you have control over your body, you have control over yourself and like that mind body connection is the most important thing that you can, that you can learn. And martial arts to me is that that's what it's about. Um, and yeah. And to have a, a group of peers that are, that are there to support you to make you a better version of yourself. Like you like practicing with one another, sharing energy, um, sharing positive energy that um, then you leave exhilarated and full of life and excited to come back the next day. Um, that absolutely, you know, absolutely um, describes what is everything that's good about the martial arts and, and the experience. I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. And I thought one of the things that was very interesting is, and I don't know if you can relate, is that, you know, in the movie, it's a little bit, um, obviously, it's taken to a certain degree. But uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character, um, Casey, discusses the feeling of feeling empowered wearing his yellow belt and wanting to wear his yellow belt all the mm -hmm. time. And it's funny in the movie. But for me, as, as someone who's been in the martial arts for 30 years, I sort of understood the mentality because in the practice of the martial arts, as we achieve sort of um, something and, and we start to learn more about ourselves, we feel more comfortable in, in that zone. And, and it takes a long time for that to transcend the dojang or the dojo and for us to feel that secure about ourselves and good about ourselves outside of the dojang. Can you relate to that? Is that something that you would that that, that, that you see? I realize that 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 what perhaps wasn't part of your crafting of the of the movie or the role that you played, but did it did it does that ring true with you as well? Did you find that that was this there was an element of truth to that in reality? Well, absolutely. Because I mean, well, when you're putting in the time and energy into yourself as for self improvement, of course it's rewarding, and you and and to see the progression and to see that your body is changing and adapting and and you're in your learning and and like that childlike usefulness of learning something new like that's so exciting and beautiful um and that's and i and i and I love that I thought that that was i mean every character in the movie is relatable to me because we're we're films is to show the human condition and I feel like each character is relatable um whether it's good or bad I mean we're human beings um and we're byproducts of our environment. So, you know, even though people can do bad things or good things, they're not necessarily, you know, it's, it's a perspective and also just that we're imperfect things. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely can relate to Jesse's character and him being excited to go to the dojo and learning and seeing the profession and, and the excitement that she is changing because we, there's that, that saying that you are who you are when you're 25 for the rest of your life and that's not true because, 
change is a change of state and that you can always be evolving and growing and martial arts is the one thing that you can do at any age um, and that your body is absolutely incredible because it it can change it um, breath is everything um, if you heat metal metal will bend so if you create enough body heat your body will change your body will it's it's an, it's an, it's amazing what the human body can do Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 you're you're a living example of that. I, the way you move around is is incredible. Um, I I I I've done you know I I see that the movie was on a very quick schedule, and you're dealing with people that I think for the mm-hmm. most part, ex- except for um, the fight scene uh, with Imogen, I believe uh, Steve is a trained martial artist, but that the vast majority of the people that you worked with were not um, seasoned in the martial arts. Um, what are what what were the challenges? I didn't think of it as I mean I just knew the job that I had to get done, um, and we were gifted with such talented actors. I mean Alessandro and the Jim Poots and, and Jesse Eisenberg are incredible humans. Um, for them to, and they also gave me one hundred ten percent. But I think that it's also because Riley set the tone with trust and love, and he trusted us and gave us permission to create and play and. Um, yeah, they they all practiced and did their best. I had a week um, to train Imogen and Jesse before I went to L.A. to kind of map out choreography and then went to Kentucky. And then, um, of course, everything changes because it always does. And then Alessandro wasn't casted till three days before he actually was on um, physically shooting. So I had basically 24 hours to teach him how to be sensei. Um, and he killed it. He did an amazing job. And um, but we also were gifted with Philip, who plays Kenneth, and then Steve Trotta, who is a martial arts world champion. He's sure. the um, tricking pioneer, pioneers in martial arts tricking. Um, and then I was able to bring in some stunt doubles um, for certain scenes. Nikki um, Stanley, who doubled Imogen. Um, is a martial arts world champion. And then Justin Eaton, who plays the cop in the film is also a martial arts world champion as well. Um, so we were, and then, um, Alessandra's stunt double, um, for the motorcycle is her stunt double. So, um, I got lucky to bring in some really high level talent to, um, execute some of the scenes, but I did want very much so it to be, um, storytelling through movement and Jesse's journey, Imogen's journey, and Alessandro's journey, and not feel like it. Because when you think or see a stunt double, you're you take you're taken out of film. So I very much so wanted it to be as much of them as possible. Uh, it was it was in particular, you know, the movie in and of itself. I wouldn't consider an action film. So uh, in 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 the choreography and in the manner in which uh, the moves were executed, in, I, I found that it, it was extremely uh, interesting. Uh, it was extremely authentic. You know, many times you see, as a, particularly as a martial artist, you know, you see things. It's like if you're a lawyer and you watch a courtroom drama, you may say that's not realistic. That'll never happen. But somebody else may not pick it out. But as a martial artist watching the film, I found that uh, it was re- very, very relatable. I found that it was it, engaging, and I found that the fight scenes were very realistic, uh, and the training scenes were very, very realistic in terms of what I've experienced in the various the various styles. So I, I, I think that you're um, 
you know, there's one thing to be able to teach and there's another thing to be able to do, but to be able to translate and to be able to uh, get other folks to be able to translate at that into a way that is so um, realistic is, is truly a, a gift. And I, and I applaud you for it. And, and, and I don't know if that's sort of, Thank you one, so of the, much. one of the reasons why the, the film is connected, but, but certainly I think that anyone in, in the martial arts community who watches the film openly and honestly would be would would be able to to you know say wow this is this this, this when I when I had heard afterwards that the the, the 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 amount of training that the folks had had I was it was just shocking to me because it probably took me you know eight years to get to where Jesse Eisenberg was in, in the movie so uh, you know it was really really a testament to your um to to, to the work that you did so um. I highly recommend for for folks Thank again. You. I I I, I want to. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a review as well. Um, the art of self defense. Um, it, it's a film that um, I I I think that there's a sort of a groundswell of support growing at this time. The film was released, I believe, last weekend or the weekend before. But the buzz on on it has been incredible, and and uh, I don't know if the number of theaters it's been playing and it's been um, increased. But certainly, I know that the um, the amount of discussion that I've seen and the amount of uh, Internet buzz has been has been and, and and certainly Mindy Kelly, I think your your work on that is is a big part of of making the film so um, so engaging and and so interesting. Um, so tell me now, you're you're, you're, you're I, I know you're in this uh, this afterglow and 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 whirlwind of um, of movie movie publicity and and post promotion. But what's next for you? Um, is that is that something that you've thought about? Is that something that's been planned? Either in in or out of the movies for you in terms of your martial arts career or your movie career, what 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 what's lined up for you? Um, I am a filmmaker and I will always be evolving and adapting and growing, and I um, will continue to work in the industry. And um, I like storytelling, and so that's that's what I'm going to continue to do for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. Um, Basically, my whole life is an NBA, so I can't really say what my next sure I got gotcha. is, but it, I am I'm excited, um, and I'm excited that um, that I was able to showcase my work in this capacity, um, and that yeah, that's the that I want my the films that I do to feel real. I want people to know that we're humans and so the human element behind what we were able to capture and show is like you know getting the like how you felt when certain things happen that we feel we um because i think a lot of things with video games and superhero movies that we're getting desensitized to people to hundreds of people getting killed and you don't feel anything so the fact that people feel something or you know, get uncomfortable, then that, that means that I did my job. And so I'm very thrilled and happy that. that Absolutely. And it's a very, it's a very, very good. It's no, it's a great point because uh, I think in today there's, there's a tremendous increase in the volume of martial arts films and I enjoy watching all of them, but to be able to watch one again, that, that has the realism, but doesn't necessarily have the over the over the top excitement of, you know, into the Badlands or Revenge or something like that because of the nature of the film, but still be engaging from the standpoint, not only of a filmmaking standpoint, but martial arts is, a, is certainly a testament, um, you know, to, to, to your work. Um, I, I think Thank also, you. you know, one of the things that I, that I really think was interesting about the film from the standpoint of 
the dojang and the things that were brought in, and I don't know how much work you had on that, was, you know, there's certain, uh, there's a tone to the movie, but yet many of the things were very, very relatable. This is the scene where he gets his uh, uniform and he says to, to Imogen that, um, <laughs> about the color, but she says, uh, colored belts, colored belts are not given, they're earned. And, and, and of course, it's with a certain toxicity in the way that she communicates. However, it's very, very true, and it's a very, very important part of a legitimate martial arts experience, right? I mean, you know, we always talk about the McDojos and, and, the, and the schools where people are where belts are given mm-hmm. out. And anybody who, who takes pride in, in, in their rank is because they believe that rank is earned and, and not given. But yet in the context of this dojang and this dojo, it, it has a little bit, uh, a little bit different tone because of, because of the, the toxicity from the, from the top. So um, I thought it was, it, you know, it was great. That's, so that's very much so Riley. Cause well, Riley's a, a purple belt in jujitsu. So, um, you know, he got stuck in the world this year. And so he very much so does. He also has a martial arts background. So he very, he pulled from his experiences as well. So, um, it was, well, it was awesome to collaborate and to, to have that. Well, um, that's great. He did a fantastic job. That's great. And we look forward to, we thank you for talking to us today. Um, where can people follow? Um, certainly, I know that you've had a, a remarkable career up till now. The visibility is now increased as a result of your ex- exposure in this film and your work in this film. But where can people find out and follow you? We'll, we'll link those in our show notes. Uh, more about uh, the happenings in the life and career of uh, Mindy Kelly. What would be the best place for them to to go online and, and, and find that, that out? Um, I mostly just use Instagram. <laughs> Um, okay. And it's Mindy the Ninja. And then I also finally just made a website, and it's mindy-kelly.com. But, um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm not really a tech-savvy type person, so I don't sure. really use Twitter often or Facebook, but um, I do post sometimes on Facebook different things, but mostly Instagram. I encourage uh, our listeners to, to also check out on YouTube and, and search uh, Mindy's name. Uh, when I was doing a little bit of research, one of the things that most impressed me uh, as a um, Taekwondo practitioner was uh, there was an interview that you did with somebody. You were poolside. Um, the gentleman was speaking, and you had your foot in a sidekick position virtually the entire time that he was talking to you, and that you were talking about the alignment of your shoulder, hip, and foot in the proper kicking technique. And for, from my perspective, after doing this for so long, I said, well, I don't need to see any more to know that this is, that, that, that Mindy's legitimate. She's a legitimate, she's a legitimate martial artist who understands the body and understands the proper kicking technique. So I would encourage anybody to check out some of your, um, the places that you're featured in, on YouTube and see some of your amazing, the way that you move and you use the term contortionist. I think it, I probably couldn't have come up with any word that was, uh, that was equally as good. So I thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, we look forward to uh, your continued success on this uh, film and, and in other work. And we look forward to uh, promoting other things that you have in the future, martial arts and film related. So uh, Minnie Kelly, thank you so much for talking thank to you. us. And we, we encourage our listeners to check out uh, the art of self-defense. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you for talking to us today. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.